my friends, and welcome back to Between Your Ears. I'm your host, Peg Cleland. I'm a life mindset and parenting coach and a human design specialist. And today we're talking about courage. And if you had a chance to listen to my meditation last Friday, it was on the quality of courage as well. So after today's session, if you didn't have a chance to listen to that one, you may want to go back and have a little chance to meditate and contemplate the quality of courage as well. But today we're going to talk about it from a few different angles, and hopefully I can give you some strategies that I think might be helpful to to build your courage, to face your fear. And I wanted to start with a quote, and it's a quote from Nelson Mandela. And he says, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. And I love that quote for a number of reasons, and I'm sure you've heard it before. But this idea that we do all feel fear, I I think everybody has to admit that at some point in their life, they're fearful of, and we have a variety of things we're fearful for. But I'll say this right now, that we're probably more similar than different. So if if you think you're the only one who's afraid of something, probably not. If you're the only one, you know, you think you're the only one who has certain fears, probably not. Um, we, we sometimes think we're alone in our misery. <laughs> we're not. So that's maybe one of the first lessons to, to learn today is just you're not alone. We all feel the fear. And I think, uh, I read it a long time ago, but Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway is a, is a great book. And that's truly something that we need to keep in mind. And the first thing I want to talk about today, and I'm also, let me just be clear, I'm not talking about uh, reckless, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway without, you know, without thinking, I guess. And I'm going to talk about thinking though, but I'm not talking about reckless fear, uh, life-threatening things, not that, but just those little fears that hold us back in life. So uh, the first thing I want to talk about though, is that word thinking, thinking about our fear and sometimes overthinking about our fear. And I noticed when I was writing down the quote from Nelson Mandela, he uses the word feel. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. And I want to highlight that, and I don't know if he intended to highlight it, but this idea of feeling the fear, it is a feeling. We spend a lot of time thinking about our fears, overthinking about the things that we're afraid to do, start to do, all of that stuff. And you've heard me talk about this before with respect to human design. We talk about our authority and how we make decisions is not done between your ears. We don't make decisions with our mind by thinking things through. So if you're thinking about the things you're afraid to do, thinking about the fear that you have, you're likely overthinking. And what happens with thinking Because in human design, we talk about making decisions from a place within our body, your gut instinct, your intuition, your instincts that you have, your inner knowing. That is how we make decisions. And I think it's the same thing here because when you're afraid of something, if you overthink it, what happens is the stuff between your ears is all the stories and all the conditioning, and all the advice, and all the limiting beliefs that you've collected over the years about the thing that you're afraid of. It's all coming up there between your ears. That's what you're thinking about. 
So it's all past. It's stories from the past, limiting beliefs from the past. And that's what's keeping us stuck sometimes. This is because we overthink it. The other thing that happens with thinking is you're thinking about it and then you ask other people, what do you think I should do? Do you think this is a good idea? So not only do you have your limiting beliefs and your stories now (laughs) there, but you're asking them for theirs. What are their limiting beliefs? They're throwing in their own stories and fears that they have. And sometimes other people try to keep us safe because, you know, fear is one of those, I guess, red flags and our body thinks that it needs to keep us safe, safe in our comfort zone. And that's why we experience fear. It's, it's a safety mechanism, really. But other people stepping in are also sometimes trying to protect us from something we, may, we might want to do, a decision we want to make, something we want to try. And so... Yeah, it's understandable sometimes why they give us their opinion, but truly life is up to you and it really is meant to be lived from your body and how you feel, not what you think. Get yourself into the present moment in the now, stop bringing up limiting beliefs and stories from the past and see how it feels in your body now. And emotions are We need to feel our emotions. So if you're feeling fear, feel it. What does it feel like? Where do you feel it? In your body. Is it in your stomach? Do you feel it in your shoulders or your neck? Like where do you feel your fear? Make fear your friend. Like get to know your fear. Because the more you know the feeling of fear, I think the, like I said, if you can become a friend with it, you'll be less afraid of it. So that's my first strategy is don't overthink things. Feel it in your body Uh, because fear can cause us to freeze. And oftentimes when we are frozen by our fear, it's because we've gone to that worst case scenario place. Uh, And I've said this before on the podcast, we do have as a human species, this negativity bias and it's for safety. You know, it's a safety mechanism within our human, our (laughs) humanness. It, it helps us survive. We want to be safe. But sometimes our survival skills and our worst case scenario negativity bias is keeping us too safe. Okay, there's such a thing as being too safe in life and not getting out of your bubble, getting out of your comfort zone. But oftentimes what happens is we, when we feel fear, we go to the worst case scenario. What if this happens? What if that happens? And then your friend says, yeah, what if this happens? And It just brings up all those negative stories again. But instead of thinking, what if it doesn't work? What if that bad thing happens? What if it does work? And what if this good thing happens? And what if this works out better than you could imagine? And what if they say yes to your question, your proposal, whatever it was you were going to ask? Visualize and embody those thoughts. And we sometimes say that that's sort of your, you know, your future thinking, thinking like your future self, but it's, it's envisioning the future that you want to have. And, and instead of picturing that future in the fearful worst case, oh, this terrible stuff could happen. What's the best thing that could happen? And think about that. That's a much better way to address your fear. And, and you can still weigh the risk and the reward. We can, you know, you can, you might look at what happens if, and this is another technique actually, looking at what's the worst thing that could happen. Oh no, what's worse than that? What's even worse than that? 
you can go down that trail as well and get to the worst possible scenario. But I, you know, if nobody dies in that worst case scenario for you, maybe it's worth giving it a go. Because <laughs> that's the worst possible thing that could ever, ever happen is that you were embarrassed or you failed or they said no. Um, but if nobody died in the process of this, then just face the fear and go. Give it a try. Because what's the best thing that could happen? Never lose sight of that. So if you're weighing out your risks and your rewards, don't let your fear be on the risk side is maybe the best way to think about it. Because so often I think we put all of our fears, if that's the risk, feeling fear is actually the reward. You get to feel it. Make fear your friend. You get to feel it. You get to acknowledge it. And that's something that our society doesn't do well with emotions of any kind is acknowledge them. I feel scared. I'm feeling afraid. It's making my stomach nervous. I feel worried. Like I feel whatever it is you feel, acknowledge that. You get to feel it and you get to acknowledge it. The difference is you don't have to accept it. Just like last week we talked about criticism and criticism can be good or bad. It's the intention behind it. If the intention is to move you forward or help a friend with some great constructive criticism, that intention will, will help. If it's just to be critical and cruel and judgmental, that's a bad intention. And it's funny, I had a friend that shared that uh, podcast episode on her story and I, I love it when people share and tag me for sure because I do appreciate knowing how things land. And she said something, she liked the episode and she summarized it by saying, you know, criticism, if you're going to criticize somebody, at least be helpful. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> And I thought that was funny. And it's so true even with self-criticism. Like, don't be an asshole to yourself either. But anyway, um, back to our courage. There's a difference between acknowledging our fear and accepting it. You don't have to accept it. You get to face it. And the more times that you feel the fear, acknowledge the fear, and then face it with courage conquer it with courage, the easier it gets, the braver you become. And I say this all the time. You, you've heard this before. Everything is a muscle. You're trusting yourself as a muscle, learning to trust yourself. Resilience is a muscle. Just like we work our muscles at the gym, everything is a muscle that can be strengthened when you work it consistently. So if you're afraid of something, I mean, you can start small, but face little fears. And the more times that you use courage, even small amounts of courage, to face a fear, do the thing, the stronger that courage muscle becomes. And that's our ultimate goal, is to strengthen the courage within us. Uh, another thing to consider, too, as you're, if you are experiencing fear, and you may have heard this before. I think I heard it from Mel Robbins. And she actually had a, a, a terrible fear of flying. And she got therapy for it and everything. But, and, and she did some of those things about the worst case scenario. And obviously the worst case scenario of you know, fear of flying might be a plane crash, which would be terrible. But then she started to be, uh, her therapist told her to look at what's the good. If you don't get on the plane, you don't get to see your family. You don't get to meet your new um, son-in-law, whatever it was you don't get the joy on the other end of the flight. So she, she started to realize sometimes too that her fear is very similar to excitement. And that was um, 
that was the message that she got. And that's a strategy that I think you could apply as well when you're feeling fear. And remember, we're going to feel it. We're going to acknowledge it. Yeah, I feel fear. Physiologically, the chemicals and stuff, the reaction in your body is very similar to excitement. Like that's a scientific, that's proven. So how could you shift your perspective a little bit, I guess, and see where there's some excitement in that fear? Well, it would be really cool if this happened. And if it all works out, that would be amazing. And if this happens, then I could do that. Like it could get a little bit exciting. And if it was exciting, then you might want to do it more. Instead of talking yourself out of something, you might talk yourself into it because it's exciting. So switching your perception or your perspective of something, uh, seeing it as a positive emotion, not fear in a negative way, start to see it as your friend fear. Oh, fear is showing up again. But I know that fear is a little bit like excitement and I love it when excitement shows up in my life. Welcome in. Let's, let's see what we can do with this emotion. So think about that. That's just another strategy that you might want to uh, apply if you're somebody who's, you know, looking for ways to get through your fear. I thought of this movie as well as I was preparing for today, and I haven't watched it recently, but it's called We Bought a Zoo. And I know there's a scene in that movie, and you might have heard about it, because a lot of, I think, motivational speakers have quoted this little section of the movie where Matt Damon is sitting down with his son and talking about courage and doing things that you're afraid to do. And I think it was asking a girl out on a date or something. So um, anyway, the idea was 20 seconds of courage. In this little pep talk to his son, he said, all you need is 20 seconds, 20 seconds of courage. Because sometimes we make this, we make our, our fear out to be something so, so big. And if you can just narrow it down, zoom in on 20 seconds. 20 seconds of courage to make that phone call, 20 seconds of courage to send that email off and ask for the job, 20 seconds to call my friend and say, I really need to talk about the fight we had last week, 20 seconds to ask the person out on the date. It's just 20 seconds. And if you just trick yourself into not overthinking it, just do it. So shrinking it down, it's only 20 seconds and doing it quickly, just get her done. The Nike slogan, just do it. Uh, you know, that works for workouts too. If you're afraid to go to the gym, you haven't been in a long time, you, you don't want to look stupid, all those things. 20 seconds, get in the car, drive, start driving. Um, hopefully you don't talk yourself out of it before you get there. What, what are you going to feel like after your workout? You're going to be proud of yourself. You're going to feel like you moved your body. You're going to feel, you know, that's, that's how we want to see our fear. And we all have fear of different sizes. Like sometimes it is fear of a big decision in life, quitting a job. Sometimes it's fear of going to the gym, which... To some people, that's debilitating. They don't want to go there. Other people would look at that and think, what's, what's so, what are you afraid of? So we all have different fears, but we, we have to respect everyone's fear for their own reasons. But there's still things that we can do to get through our fear, to find our courage and to strengthen our courage muscle. So think of that movie, Matt Damon, watch it if you haven't watched it, because uh, it's a good movie overall, but there's that one scene where he just talks to his son about 20 seconds of courage. Yeah, so fear. It it keeps us in our comfort zone. And I'm not denying, I like to be in my comfort zone sometimes too. We like to be comfortable. It feels cozy and warm in our comfort zone. And it doesn't require anything of us because we we know we're safe in there. We know what we're doing in there. There's no risk involved. But courage requires us to get out of that comfort zone. You need to get a little uncomfortable. 
and be courageous to move your life forward, to create some change. And in the meditation, I talked a little bit about, you know, challenge and change. And and there's a bit of affirmation in the meditation as well. And it's always good to affirm with yourself, you know, I am strong. I trust myself. I can do this. So I want to leave you with the word belief. And I was thinking about the Wizard of Oz as well, talking about courage. You can't not think about the cowardly lion and his search for courage. He wanted to be courageous. And one of the biggest things that gave him his courage was just being told that he was courageous, that he did use courage in ways that he was not even seeing. So as soon as he believed that he had courage and that he could get through his fears, that made all the difference. So I want to leave you with that. If you believe you have courage, you will start to act accordingly. You will start to do little courageous things. You will start to take 20 seconds of courage. You will start to feel the fear and welcome the excitement. Try any of the strategies we've talked about today, but the biggest thing is belief. Believe that you can be courageous. All right. Thank you for your time once again. Uh, Let me know what you thought. And again, share it with a friend. If you think somebody else in your life is somebody who often gets stuck and held back by their fear, send them the link to the video or video. (laughs) Send them a link to the podcast or share it on your social media. I love that. And tell me what you got out of it. I want your take. Uh, Just like don't be an asshole when you're criticizing yourself. That was fun. So I love, I love hearing how the podcast is landing for you. And last thing before I go, I am off to Paris with my daughter uh, very soon in a week's time, but I will have podcasts lined up to play while I'm gone. So we'll still be here. But if you're interested in a human design reading, that's the last thing I'm going to do before I leave is book those. I have a spring special on. So there's a link. I'll put it in the show notes. If you want to book a human design reading, Uh, feel free to do that on the special because that will end when I leave for Paris. And you don't have to have your session done before I go. That would be too busy for me when I'm packing. But as long as it's booked, as long as you've paid for your session, then we can book it into May uh, when I get back. All right. Have a lovely day. Enjoy it. And take care of the space between your ears. Bye.